morning in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planning of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. may not be as familiar with the book of Isaiah as you are with some of the Christian scriptures, but you probably thought that sounded familiar as we were reading those first couple of verses from Isaiah, for they are the very ones that Jesus chooses as Luke tells the story in chapter 4 of his gospel. When Jesus comes back to his hometown synagogue, he reads from the scriptures, and it's what we call Isaiah 61. And then he says to them, today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus uses this passage as his own personal mission statement as he tells people that God is sending him to be good news, that God is sending him into the world to proclaim good news and release to the captives and the oppressed, to be in ministry with the poor and those who are marginalized to go to those who are imprisoned or sick or poor and lift them up. Jesus intentionally chooses this focus on outsiders, on the marginalized, on those who often, frankly, we avoid if we can. Both Isaiah and Jesus are saying too often we limit where we believe God is at work, to our own lives, to, to the places where we are comfortable. But Isaiah proclaims, and then Jesus repeats as he's ready to go into ministry, God's focus is way bigger than you think. God's reaching out and at work in the world. Watch, look. Isaiah and Jesus are both pushing us 
our perspective of who God loves and how God works in the world. And they both say it is because the Spirit of the Lord has gotten a hold of them. It is the Spirit of the Lord that is leading them to expand the circle of God's good news. There's a song called Draw the Circle Wide, written by Mark Miller, a gay man who's a choir director, a worship director, has led conferences across the United States, has led worship at our general conference meetings. We have sung others of his song, but in that one he makes the simple statement over and over, draw the circle wide, draw the circle wide, draw the circle circle wider still. No one stands alone, he writes. We will stand side by side. Draw the circle wide. Let that be our song. No one stands alone. That's what Isaiah is saying in this passage. That's what Jesus said throughout his life and ministry. The Reverend Dr. John Wesley was the founder of the Methodist movement a few hundred years ago. He used this passage himself in his own preaching. He talked about it as a call to Christian service as a mandate for all Christians to hear what Isaiah is saying, to see who Isaiah is lifting up and how Jesus lifted up those same marginalized people and that our lives should do the same, that we should be lifting up who Jesus lifts up, lifting up those who sometimes are overlooked or left out, reaching out in service and love and mercy. Wesley not only preached about noticing those Isaiah noticed, but Wesley began to embody this in his own life. When he and his brother Charles and some of their college classmates began to meet together in small accountability groups to hold one another accountable for their life of faith, They not only held each other accountable to say, did you read the scriptures this week? Are you praying every day? Did you go to worship? But they also included in these questions, questions about did you visit anyone in prison? Did you visit the poor? Did you serve or visit the sick? They came to believe that this passage from Isaiah was a template that would help them live a full Christian life. And it's important to have that as a part of your regular Christian faith and practice, part of your regular weekly practice. Wesley divided Christian practices up into two groups. He talks about works of piety, which we would probably call devotional practices, things like personal prayer, journaling, Bible reading, worship. But then he also talked about another group he called works of mercy. Works of mercy. That's exactly what Isaiah describes here. Serving the poor, reaching out to those who are being left out or marginalized. Paying attention to those who have been set aside by society and making sure they too hear this love of God proclaimed to them. You can hear this kind of 
active sense of faith in the verbs from our passage. Bring good news, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty, to comfort, to provide for. Isaiah calls for it, Jesus embodies it as he focuses on it throughout his life and ministry. These are works of mercy. Or as we say in our core values, Christ's love in action. Our Advent and Christmas offering grows out of these very biblical roots. To think about those who might be forgotten or left out at this time of year and make a special point to reach out and be in ministry with them. If you've been in worship the last few weeks, you've heard how we do that through our volunteers and mission programs or through NSO in Oklahoma City, or at our Cookson Hill Center, as Reverend Judy was telling us about. People who are in need, people that might be left out, people that are isolated, people that are struggling financially, we can make a difference in their lives. And so Boston Avenue Church decided a long time ago that we would raise these kind of causes and partnerships up during the Advent and Christmas season. So that we could all participate in helping those who are in prison or just released. Or helping those in foster care. You probably don't know, but yesterday's Circle of Care was here in our building. Having a Christmas party for children who are living in foster care situations. Your dollars go to help support those kinds of ministries. Helping those who are sick, impoverished, who are in emergency situations reaching out to youth and young adults who are making big life decisions, surrounding them with a community of love and support that they might grow in faith. So when you make a gift of this offering, you are participating in works of mercy. But it happens here in our midst all the time. Our new Tulsa Theater Works program is offered without charge to any and all who might want to come for that kind of experience. Our Sistema Orchestra and Music Program does the same. Our Smiles of Faith Mobile Dental Clinic will be the same. It will be serving those who are disadvantaged in difficult situations where they can come and receive services, but also hear about our faith and the faith we have in a God who cares about them. Isaiah says, this is the call. This is the directive of God. In verse 8, he reiterates after he lists all the ways that God is at work through us, he says, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. And then in verse 11, he uses this image of growth, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Isaiah believes that God is at work seeking justice and offering mercy and compassion and love to any and all who are in need. Calls us to enter into that same kind of work and ministry. But then in verse 10, he takes a little turn and says, an appropriate response 
anytime you see this justice-seeking work of God happening in the world or in you or through you or through the congregation is to celebrate. Did you hear that in verse 10? I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My, my whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Isaiah is using salvation and righteousness here as synonyms and saying any time we're a part of any of this justice and mercy kind of ministry, we're lined up right with God. We are righteous. We're in right relationship with God that we're living in the midst of salvation because we're doing the work of God. We're participating in these works of justice and mercy, and that's what God is doing in the world. And Isaiah says, when you see it, celebrate it. When you know God is at work, celebrate it. Exult with your whole being. Rejoice. Hymn lyrics this time of year help us with this celebration and rejoicing. We sang at 13th Street this morning the hymn we sang a couple of weeks in here. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Or one of our hymns from this time of year begins, Good Christian friends, rejoice with heart and soul and voice. As we sang, O tidings of comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy a few moments ago. We sing, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Or hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. Or joy to the world, the Lord is come. Isaiah puts it like this, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. Advent invites us to prepare our hearts and minds to rejoice, to celebrate, to be ready for God's love to burst into the world looking like justice and mercy. All the services we do during Advent when we offer you these special opportunities on Sunday afternoons or to help draw you in deeper into this gospel message. We start out with our Advent aglow and our lights on to remind us that God is sending us Jesus to be the light of the world. We prepare ourselves to begin looking for the light breaking into the darkness it's a way all of us can come together and sing and rejoice as we prepare. Then last week, hundreds of us gathered in the great hall to read these prayers and these scripture passages during our Advent lessons and carols. Again, a different way to draw us in to this deep gospel message that God is coming to us and to help us watch and wait and look see how God might be at work in our world and in our lives. This afternoon you'll have an opportunity if you come down between 5 and 6.30 to drive through these nine different scenes telling the gospel story, talking about how God, God is coming, how the shepherds and the angels and the 
holy family all experience this blessing of God coming through this Christ child. Our next Sunday here in the sanctuary, we'll begin reading passages, hearing them sung through Handel's masterpiece of the Messiah as he builds on these different biblical texts to tell this story. We finish with the great hallelujah chorus. All of it is helping us, preparing us to hear the gospel anew, to believe and trust that God is at work, even in ways that we don't understand or ways that are easy for us to forget about or overlook. That God's love is being born anew into our world and into our lives. And when we receive it, how it changes everything. For each of us. Or maybe the most celebratory of all the ones we sing is when we're standing under the Advent wreath, lighting the candles, talking about and counting down the weeks and the days until this special baby comes and we sing hallelujah. If you're not familiar with the chorus we sing, let me read you those words. We sing, let the bells ring loud and clear. Let the children shout and cheer. Let all kinds of drums be heard. Let all people get the world. Let's clap our hands and slap our thighs. Raise our voices to the skies. Sing and play our gongs and drums till this special baby comes. And then we sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's praise to God. Receive the joy of the season. Know that God's love is coming to you. Open your hearts and minds this Advent season that you're ready to celebrate Christmas and let your whole being, as Isaiah says, exalt in the Lord. Amen. And thanks be to God.